FM College Park. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of The Injury Report. I'm Ooh. your co-host, Anthony Valdez, joined with my uh, friends and co-hosts, Brad Weissel and Ben Halperin. Anthony, it's so great to have you back. Yeah, you I really, know. I cannot underestimate uh, the, how much we missed you. Yeah, well, I'm state, right? I, I hear um, some, some call me the heart and soul of the show. Yeah, some. Um, others call me the glue. Um, so for more that. reasons than one. <laughs> um, no, well, very happy to be back. Um, it was a crazy week last week, and uh, excited to talk about some sports. Yes. That's what we're here for. Yes. Um, People forget that. Do we have any housekeeping to go over before we dive right the in? Brad, Twitter, how's the Twitter? The Twitter um, was almost... I did think about making it, so that's progress. What the heck? I thought... I, Valdez, you can as do a, it. So, so as, a, as a listener last week... Don't... I, don't... It's like, talk about my character. I, <laughs> we, uh, he just buried my character. That would be, be the end of your mic. Promises are are flying left and right, and I see no accountability. So yeah, I think too bad. I think what we'll do is if the Twitter is not up Sounds by a lot next like week, the Judiciary Committee. You <laughs> can, uh, <laughs> um, if the Twitter is not up by next week, please email us at the injury report uh, at gmail.com and. Uh, Brad will Venmo you a dollar for every single person who... Limit, um, limit one per customer. Yeah, limit one per customer. I think that's our email. Yeah, it's close. Uh, I'm not sure. All right. Um, so, Ben, we we, uh, we want to dive into some uh, Maryland Terrapins basketball? Uh, we have to. Sure. I'll, I'll let Brad lead. Uh, Brad and I were at the game last night where we squeaked out a win over Nebraska. Um Let's just uh, go through some of your thoughts on the game. Brad, what do you think of the Terps' performance? Yeah, so uh, right off the bat, initial reaction is that I-, I wish I could feel good. I mean, we won, but there was just very little that I think went well in that game. Uh, I'd like to, if you'll give me just a moment, I'd like to read a quote uh, <laughs> from Mark Turgeon uh, after the game. Oh, you know, fa- fan of the program, <laughs> Mark Turgeon, who said, uh, speaking, so the Maryland won the game by two points. They were up 13 at halftime. Had like a lead as, lead as large as 18 or so uh, during the game. Ended up only winning by two because during the last four minutes we got like one field goal. So t- this is this is Turgeon's take on that. Turgeon, I'll take the blame. I didn't have us ready. I was a little under the weather. I didn't m- make it to practice on Sunday. I haven't missed a practice in 15 years. I felt like crap the whole game. I didn't do my job. Don't take it out on the guys. So Mark Turgeon is saying that because he had to miss one practice. That nobody, it's no other rails. assistant coaches, <laughs> no play, there's no one can run the practice like him, and the, the, there is an excuse, built-in excuse, because he missed practice three days ago. Uh, that, 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 that's if anything, I would have expect their performance to Go be up. better. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought that that was a very odd, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the, I was saying to Ben, this, this is Turgeon's flu game. I mean, we won, and I mean, I don't know what else to say. Man, yeah, I mean, I, I guess for, for those of you who are not following the Big Ten in a particularly close fashion nebraska is if not the worst one of second to worst second second, yeah yeah. second to worst teams in the big 10 so um you know for a team that is now uh, um in the top 10 uh for yet another week it is very concerning that you're winning 72 to 70 and almost blowing a massive lead i mean i when i I look at this you know it, it seems like whenever the terps can make you believe uh, they always find a way to make sure that you don't. Like, yep. Yep. Uh, I think I think uh, I, f- I think Ben and I were talking about this, and I said, you know, whenever there is a fork in the road, and you can either choose to believe in the Maryland Terrapins or choose not to believe, it is always the prudent decision to uh, to not believe. And I think the Nebraska game shows just that, and it is going to be absolutely terrifying watching this team throughout March because either uh, they I don't could think be, it'll be too far into March they, they could either be but we're, they have we're, a, fin- we're they have a final two seed they have fi- final four talent and they could also be out first round and neither of those results would shock me nope uh, maybe the final four would yeah okay yeah I think okay <laughs> well I think that I think that making it to the elite eight would shock me more than losing in the first round absolutely yeah, yeah oh 100 percent but I not even Final Four, just the Elite Eight. Do you think that's just because we've watched Maryland basketball for a while? Or do you think that other people who who see this team would, no, I mean, would be I think, shocked I as well? I think if you don't watch them night in and night out and you just look at the record and you say, oh my God, they're top of the Big Ten, which has been the hardest yeah. conference in the country right now, you would, you'd say this team's going to be a wagon. They should be a, you know, people who are filling out their brackets seeing us as a two seed with possibly only four you know, Big Ten losses. 
uh, they're going to say, oh, wow, this team is fantastic. You know, excuse me, four losses total. They're going to say, okay, this team is fantastic. I mean, I mean, can you think of, like, a team who, if you think about all the years of Big Ten basketball, can you think of a team in the number one spot that is so, like, inconsistent or just does not seem to really grab that mantle? I mean, I mean, we're, we're here complaining about Maryland basketball. I mean, While they're it, number one in the Big Ten. I know, but and it, it does it, not feel that way. No. <laughs> I mean, especially when you compare it to the last few years where it's been, you know, Michigan State and Michigan at the top, who, who have looked the entire year like dominant. Right. Michigan and Michigan State did not have two-point wins over Nebraska and come, you know, last five-minute comebacks against Rutgers. Like, this doesn't, doesn't happen to Which, which to I guess teams. this has been a larger trend throughout college basketball. I, I saw a graphic put up the other day, and I think there's been, like, almost ten number one overall seeds throughout the season. So it's just yeah. no one has been able to consistently perform and i think michigan state is one of the are they unranked now yeah they lost yeah, like i think three games in a week i, I think. read something and then to just the, lost to illinois last night oh my God. yeah i i read something to the effect of like there, it has been like 10 to 15 years since a team that was ranked number one preseason is now unranked i think the last team to do it was kentucky and they like got put in the nit that year or something something to that effect so it's just been you know, I know that they moved back the three-point line, um, but there, I don't that, that, know what is, is going. No, I mean, yeah, there's it's, no it's way it's moved for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, which I mean, it's Scott, just... like, yeah, I, Maryland fans complain about our low-scoring games, but if you watch college basketball this year, that's just a general trend throughout the league. But just the up and down of college basketball this year has been exciting to watch, but also absolutely insane. Um, so, so when we look at the Terps. Um, and we think about their upcoming schedule. Uh, they're in the Big Ten. Yes, they are. Okay, uh, I, I, I just want well, to go back, go back to the game quickly, <laughs> the, the Nebraska game with Ben. So, Ben, last week we talked about plus-minus. I would like you to guess who had the worst plus-minus on this game, and it's going to really surprise you. Um, worst plus-minus? This, this is my new favorite stat from everyone because it just makes... Jaylen, is it Jalen Smith? Makes, no, but it just the, the stats make no Smith. sense. Um... Let's go. It's not even close. Is it, I mean, Cowan played the whole game. Probably him. No. Wiggins minus eight. Why is that not surprising? Because he's supposed to be our, one of our best players. He's, he's, yeah, supposed, I mean, to be, yeah, he's supposed, supposed to be a great defender. He's supposed to be able to score. Okay, so yeah. clearly he's yeah, not. He's, he's 0 for 4 from 3. That's been an issue this entire year. I mean, now he last game he actually showed some glimpses. We we are we have in Wiggins' time here when he has hit two or more threes, we only have one loss. Could could you guys imagine? We're like six. We're like eight and one when he has three threes. Could you imagine how high this team would be ranked if Wiggins and Ayala played like, like half decent, as good decently? as they did yeah. last Ayala year? Ayala actually yeah. had a good game yesterday. It's, like, somehow six, sixteen points at the team in scoring, well, but maybe, still maybe makes no sense. Breaking. Yeah, I mean it's just like. I don't know. It seem it seems like with with many of my sports teams, um, Maryland included, it feels like a lot of them have all the pieces to go very far, and they can never put it together. So it's your fault. Um, yeah, you guys <laughs> have not had to experience that, but I bring this curse upon you, and well, this you. is what it's like to be uh, a Valdez family sports fan. Uh, I appreciate so, that. So uh, get used to it. We can't all be New England, and we all can't have magical World Series runs uh, as wild card seeds. So. You know, without cheating. This, <laughs> there this, it is. This there is, is. Uh, this is the life waiting. of a Maryland sports fan. So all of you, like, uh, YSL clan members who are listening up in New England, this is the life of pain oh, God. that Brad has brought upon you. I'm sorry. I've gotten used to it for years and years now. Um, but, yeah, the, the okay, Patriots. Mo- Double Agent Mookie is going to come the, back the- in next year, to back, come back to the Sox next year, and it'll be a fun. Yeah, yeah, no. But, anyways, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about that more later. That's All right, a, so that's should another. we look ahead for Maryland? Uh, yeah. One more thing I wanted to talk about with this, with this game is um, just kind of lo- look at the, the rebounding rate. So, Nebraska is, well, one of the worst teams. Let's uh, get into the weeds. Into the weeds. Yeah. Um, Nebraska averaged a minus 10.1 margin in rebounding, last in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. um, yet with playing four four guards and uh, basically a four-guard lineup, they seem to box out, um, you know, our, our much larger, much more talented guys. Um, and a, a lot of what Maryland's been able to do this year is, is uh, been able to do a good job on the offensive glass, pretty uh, decent numbers there. Um, and then allowing for a number of offensive rebounds uh, this past game to Nebraska. Um, you know, and, and Turgeon, like in, ta- in typical Turgeon f- 
fashion had no just seemed to like chalk up one of the worst rebounding teams in the country just magically having a good uh performance against maryland saying you know that they were really physical and uh this is a quote he said they were trying they just really boxed out talking about us or them talking about them that's great that means that we that was one thing i thought we could do is get offensive rebounds and we really couldn't well here's the problem is when you have (laughs) when you only have one big man who has to play the entire game because when you put in scott had a double double though first career double he did he did yeah he actually did play well but I, I he's not a he's not like a I don't really look at him and say that guy is like you know a solid four or five in in the Big Ten. He's big. He's a, he's like a larger guy. I, I don't know. He doesn't have the presence of a of a yeah. You know, a I mean real not yet. I I, th- I think if I think give him a year or two yeah. and he'll he will definitely I think be the probably the soul of the team going forward. I, I can't think of anybody else who's really going to take that spot. I mean, um, so when we better Mitchell, hope he's good. When the Mitchell twins uh, yeah, come well, back to school, uh, yeah, yeah. they they still are on campus. Oh, I, couldn't really? believe, I was walking around campus here then, and I didn't I saw realize the, they were so academically inclined. Yeah, I saw that. Well, I didn't. If, <laughs> Wait, no way. Are they? No, actually? I saw the two of them walking to class, and I was like, if we are paying their scholarship right now for them to not be on the team and then just go to class, that just seemed ridiculous to me. But you that know. is really interesting. I don't know I why they even not, want to be here. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, no. So let's 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 think about look at the schedule going forward. I saw that. Um, of the remaining Big Ten play, I think Maryland only plays three teams that are above 500. Um, yeah, we uh, have seven games to go, two against Michigan State. Those will be tough. That's one of yeah. them coming up Saturday. Of course. So the- let's let's talk about that uh, night oh, wait. game. Might say something nice about Mark Turgeon from the other 200 day. 200 wins? Uh-huh. Th- that's why he did not pe- play Joshua Tamayic. That is a big win. Or Lindo. He's learning. No, I think Lindo had a second. I think Lindo came in for like 30 seconds. I thought Linda. I didn't see Linda. That okay. Can we just wait before we move on? Can we just talk about the 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 uh, fall of Ricky Lindo this year? Oh my god! I mean the guy. I mean he was kind of a consistent role player last year. Was expected to make a huge leap, and the guy has. I mean, he is like like comes in with the in garbage time. I mean it's so bad. Yeah, it's really weird. It's where when he goes in normally he you know. Gives up three wide open layups because he doesn't know how to move his feet on defense. Yeah, but that. we won, so I'll take the win. Right, right. Okay, looking forward. So Michigan State on Saturday going into East Lansing. Um, Michigan State's been on a bit of a skid, uh, I believe, dropping three straight, including most recently a loss to Illinois. Um, how do we feel about that matchup? I think if, if we, your answer is good, then you know I'm going to no, have to dig you know, in, you into know, that a little bit. No, I think I think the um, home winning streak continues. I would be very happy if we. I think if Maryland splits this one and one with the home and away, um, se- you know, series, I'd be I'd be more than pleased. I totally agree with that. I think Michigan State uh, needs a win. The the more desperate team will win in this game, and that certainly won't be us. <laughs> By the time we play them away, who knows yeah. what the situation is. <laughs> despite Anthony Cowan saying after every game we have more work to be done, we're not good enough, which I do appreciate because we are certainly not good enough to yeah, make a run that, Does that right make now. you feel better that he's like paying you at lip service? At least he's being a that... leader. I mean, at least he's like, you know, he's being like a vocal like leader for the team. His Turgeon's not going to do it, so somebody has to. <laughs> yeah. All right, so who else do we have? So, so obviously the Michigan State games are concerning, and Pretty much will determine whether or not the Terps can uh, take the uh, Big Ten regular season, uh, I guess, championship, you would call it, yeah. the regular season title. Regular season title. So, that, so we will have then, that if, if that's, I mean, barring a catastrophe, we, we're going to have a double bye as one of the top four teams in the Big Ten, um, which would mean that we will likely not win our first round Big Ten tournament game. No, either, we'll so get, that's who awesome. will we get, like Wisconsin we'll, yeah, we'll or get Ohio Wisconsin, State? Ohio When's State, the last yeah. time Maryland, has Maryland ever had a double bye? Yeah, our our... Uh, so- freshman and sophomore year when it was in D.C. We doubled by, played Northwestern, and got demolished uh, in D.C. Oh, okay. Good but time. was chalked up as the biggest game of Maryland basketball game <laughs> in the 100 years. Actually, I was doing something for the um, like Maryland Athletic Department, and I actually had the privilege of attending that play. So, so did I, um, with your girlfriend. You were there with, Ma- with yeah. Jill? Ooh. <laughs> fun may fact, may fun need fact. to look into that. <laughs> All right. Um, any other notes from from around college basketball? I just, uh, if they're able to pull out a win against Michigan State, obviously that would uh, be huge for this program. Keep the, that win streak alive. Um, if they do, they will. Florida State lost to Duke uh, this week, so Maryland would likely move into the top eight. Can um, we talk about that Duke UNC game for a second? I know Mike would like to hear this. 
No, I mean, that was insane. Totally and absolutely crazy. I didn't actually watch the game live, but I like did watch one of those recap videos. Just everything from getting to overtime to actually being in overtime was... I mean, Trey Jones can throw the ball off, you know, do that, make the first, miss the second free throw thing 50 times. In one time, he'll get that perfect of a bounce back. To him. I mean, Turns out just Coach crazy. K has, it, has, a, yeah. has some plays. He well, does. it Coach is, it is his birthday thing. week, so... Coach K's? Yeah, it's his... Are you guys close? Oh my God, wait, is he 50? <laughs> no way. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you get him? Um, I didn't get him anything. That's oh, very, my God. Very All right, Coach K, I apologize on behalf of Ben Halpern. But, yeah, that was a, a real... I mean, you could almost you could say UNC claps, but it didn't really look that way. I mean, Duke just well, they pressed had, they in the had, last five minutes, had a couple great steals, and then the luck 100% went their way. They, I mean, UNC has had a, a really historically tough oh, season. Yeah. I mean, I... I don't really know what happened. I haven't been following it that closely, but it just, I know that UNC fans with as hard as this is to believe, I mean, they're like super upset about their basketball program because they have one down year. Yeah, try going over here. If if Maryland fans got half of the accomplishments of North Carolina basketball, we would, I I would lose my mind. I think, I think we would sacrifice our firstborn sons. Yeah. If Roy Williams <laughs> consulted a coach for one practice, yeah, maybe he could even fill, if he was under the weather. Even the if flu. <laughs> I would take an under the weather Roy Williams versus a um, comatose, just his presence. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. why don't we move on? Let's talk some baseball. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Very Mookie. Mookie right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna recuse myself Mookie, uh, for the next couple of minutes. Here. All right, can I wait? Can I just yeah, say something to say? all of our New England listeners? I, I, Which whether what what percentage of our uh, audience are New England? I, I would say we have 75. 14 yes. listeners right now. Okay. So 14 I'm listeners, say, but yeah. third. And I think on the podcast, I think that there is a um a, a coalescing of our listenership around the town of Newton, Massachusetts. Yeah, <laughs> that's another uh, big word, Brad. Do you know what coalescing means? Could mean anything. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I, that I, was just wanna, I just want to vocabulary with Brad. On behalf of a Dodgers fan, two all Red Sox fans, we will take care of Mookie Betts for you. Don't even worry about it. He will be well taken care of. He'll be on the big stage. Uh, he'll he'll have all the accolades that he needs, all the press attention. He's gonna love our warm weather. Uh, so so thank you very much for. Uh, Letting us take care of of your kind superstar, yeah, and yeah one of the I, best I, players of your franchise ever. I just what, what's painful mm. for me is that I, I had kind of already processed this, and then I had to unprocess, and I got <laughs> I got my hopes like so high. I was like, okay, John I would, Henry, I was John out. Henry what, went on Twitter and he read all the tweets about people bashing him, and he's gonna. There's no way he knows the how to use yeah, Twitter. Absolutely no chance. But this is what my you know where my mind went, and then of course I you know wake up two days ago and it's a finalized, and we somehow lost a pitcher. And got some other, who, yeah, which so is all we need. Let's recap some needed. of the drama that, that ensued regarding this trade. So, um, what what originally happened when the when the news broke last week? Um, apparently, the reporters got ahead of the the teams, and the deal wasn't finalized. Um, and then it was it was a three team trade. Sorry, three team trade um, with Minnesota involved. The Red Sox were going to get a. Somehow we lost a pitcher. <laughs> going to get a six-seven, two hundred eighty-pound pitching prospect. Um, who, who actually looks? Valdez was showing me some highlights. The, the kid's really good. He, he's not that good. <laughs> he's I promise you. No, miles he's, an hour, he's like, really good. With fanta- not, I mean, he's not like an all-star, but he's really. He's a young. great reliever. He's, he's better than whoever we got. I. He will not place. Uh, he will not have a. A long major league career. So Ben, so literally Ben and only the Boston medical staff agree with that point, and pretty much no other and medical any, staff, and, it, and no other medical staff, including the Twins, including the Dodgers, and including well, that's most obviously people why the, the Twins were so eager to hold on to him. Well, but well, I, I, they did get Kenta Maeda, who is uh, not a bad starting pitcher or reliever. No. so I mean it's a pretty good deal for that. Um, but no, the the usually uh, two hundred fifty plus pound. Uh, six seven pitchers with a uh, history of elbow injuries usually have fruitful major league careers. I mean, um, we said we got what, we got we got this. So they this so the Dodgers pulled back. Who's yeah. like the hundredth ranked prospect in the Dodgers farm system? Like, oh, that's great. The the catching prospect Wong. Yeah. Right? So they yeah. got a catcher and then the Dodgers number five uh, prospect, a shortstop by the name of Jeter Downs, um, who seems to show some potential, and then Verdugo, who he actually um, seems okay. Yeah, I mean, he's he. 
performed pretty nicely for the Dodgers until he got injured down the stretch. Yep, yep. Um, but Ben doesn't seem to have those same injury concerns uh, as he does with the prospect. Ben, there's no other way to slice it. I was listening. Okay, I want to break. Sorry. I have been waiting a week since the last podcast. Um, to make my points about this trade because I have some major critiques of the criticism of the Dodgers organization that was aired on this very WMUC FM right, College Park Airways. Was this okay. disparaging to character? Uh, oh, okay. Um, All right, let's hear it. I want to take particular issue with your guys' conversation around what the best case and worst case scenario for the Dodgers organization could be. Okay, so you, let's, I let's, there's let's no add, way you can disagree no, let's, here. No, here's right. what I'm going to do. Let's, let's pose it to you this way. What yeah. is the... What is the best case scenario? The best case scenario is that we have pretty much the second best player in the American League, future Hall of Famer, like, I don't know, what, five-time All-Star, former league MVP on the Dodgers now, leading us to a World Series, along with David Price, who makes a resurgent comeback, uh, with our almost top 100 pitching prospect that's going to be a reliever throwing gas at 100 with a nasty sinker that's in the top in the high 90s uh sounds pretty good to me oh and 50 million bucks yeah that's the kicker (laughs) so So, so that would be my that would be my best case scenario okay so that for so that's for the 2020 season and what about beyond that because Um, i think that's the the piece of this so luckily unlike unlike some uh major league teams the Dodgers have shown a willingness to go over the luxury tax, just like they're going to do this season. And so the best-case scenario would be that we give Mookie Betts a contract, which we can absolutely afford and will most likely do. Well, and that's... Well, your opinion? We'll, yeah, that's... What do you mean? That's, that's my opinion. It's just the facts. I mean, I think that... You if I think the Dodgers if, have the money? Right. I mean, you would, you would totally have to think honest. by doing this trade that their intention is yes, to lock him up uh, to go after him in free I'd be, agency, I'd, which... I'd be surprised if he um, I can I can save my rant for... Um, the success of two hundred plus million dollar deals, um, and their... yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of a that's kind of a red herring because I mean the deals have Just been putting no. a majority of your payroll into an individual. No, and no, but I mean, cons- no, I mean, but think about th- these like I'll tell you, it's not three hundred million dollar deals. Just like have basically what started besides no. Mach- Machado and mm-hmm. Machado and Harper. No, I said two hundred million plus. Okay, I mean the Yankees seem to have done pretty well. They won. I mean, they 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 won World Series. How many A-Rod. worlds? How many World Series did they win with A Rod? I think one. Right. They yeah, won one. one. Hey, he that's is, good enough he for is me. The, he and Scherzer and, are and there's the and there lone are, players there on the list always, that have won World Series. As as the Red Sox have shown, there are always ways to if a once a player is kind of tapping out. Impressive. There 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 are ways to like you know you take you take a hit. Um, and and then other teams will take them on, but that's but the, Look, but we'll you don't see. think I mean, that the GMs go... are factoring that in when they sign these deals? Of course they are. They know that like Bryce Harper's and Manny Machado's are not going to keep up the production that they're keeping up right now. You know, and there's... no, you pay, you pay, you pretty much undervalue them for the short term, absolutely, and know that you're going to overvalue them in the long term. Right, you if you're it paying out when you thirty-five, it maybe they're worth fifty, sixty in the first couple of years, and that's how you get yeah. the money to work. Absolutely, um, there is just obvious caution for. Um, locking up these these players for, you know, ten I plus years with, I mean, as, as not every team has to play Moneyball. Okay, if you're the Oakland A's, you have to play Moneyball. When you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, representing the LA market, and are rolling in cash, you can you can throw out. Uh, and again, that's worked really, and that's worked really well for the Dodgers in recent history. So. Hey. <laughs> we've won what like I mean, listen. Obviously, the World uh, the Series. Same. No- yeah. How the, many World hey. Series have they won? Since- Dodgers. It's, I can't. I'm trying to think. You can count I, it on two uh, fingers. You can, count on, you can count on a future one. But I mean, I mean, the. With that being said, obviously the championship is the goal that everyone strides with. But there, but there is no denying what the Dodgers have done. I mean, I think we've won our division nine years in a row. I That's think, really awesome. I, no, Would no. Would you trade I, all of those for one World Series? Of course. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Of course. No, no, but, no, I mean, but I, I mean, think, there's so no the denying like the what the Dodgers have done. What, what AFC, Anthony is getting East, at is West champion is. I think the consensus reaction to this trade is that for the 2020 season, the Dodgers have put themselves in a considerably better um, position by bringing in one of the greatest talents in the sport and then uh, taking a a flyer on a pitcher who um, has struggled recently and... and, um, With little... yeah, with no financial risk next season. Well, no, I, I not guess, no, 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 no. But for but, Mookie, it isn't. He oh, no, for Mookie. Not no, but let's well, even play out, let's, bit, let's play out the, the the situation that you're alluding to, which is basically let's look at who the Dodgers gave up. Okay, so you have Jeter Downs, who was gonna pretty much. So if so, if we're looking beyond 2020, who did the Dodgers give up? They gave up Alex Verdugo, 
They gave up Jeter Downs, and they gave up some pitching prospect I've never heard of. Catcher. And a catching prospect. And, and, oh, they gave the and Kenta Maeda, who was asking for a trade. Um, this week. Yeah. So I look at that. I say, okay, Jeter Downs is definitely a good player. He's a everyday player in the MLB. Is, is, is Jeter Downs going to be the savior of the Dodgers franchise? No. And we have Corey Seager is young. So unless he's better than Corey Seager, which... By all indications, I don't think that he people are projecting him to win the Rookie of the Year and potentially go on to have several silver slugging, you know. Awards. I don't know this red this Red Sox managerial staff so, is going to look to change yeah, yeah. that. No, no, and then and then I mean, you look at Verdugo, right? Verdugo yeah. is a is a solid player. Is he the is again is of course. he we'll, we'll see. the type of player that the Dodgers are going to miss? I mean, we Maybe. are a su- no, we are a super young team. With a very good farm system, I really for the 2020 well, season. There's no even no beyond. Denying. It's it's very minimal, and not to mention Jeter Downs was a guy that we got last year in a trade from the Reds when we were doing a salary. Yeah, I dump. mean, look, Jeter Downs <laughs> isn't the focal point of this trade. The I think I think the logic is pretty clear: is that they wanted uh they they wanted to get under the, the Red Sox uh, wanted to get yeah, under the luxury, luxury tax. Yeah. They didn't want Mookie's 27 million dollar contract on the table uh, this year, and they didn't want to s- sign him to a long term extension. Now. How much of that is analytical genius, high in bloom, uh, sh- shout out MOTs, uh, <laughs> um, you know, saying that, you know, look, maybe this isn't uh, a player that, that we want to factor into our long-term plans. I would find that shocking. He's one of the best in the sport. Um, yeah. Or is it just coming from the ownership? Hard to say, but... You know they they got they got a return they got price off the books for the future who not really uh, no no that's not, no they not didn't. really no <laughs> spending fifty million well the way you're able to to pay cash in a sum is different than factoring it into your uh, sorry factoring it into your your salary uh, your your roster so okay, um, it's enough. not they knock a significant portion off the books. Um, well, and it and sets I, them up to give a horrible con- overpay for a contract when they inevitably <laughs> decide that, hey, no, we actually not, do want to spend money. But why not give that to Mookie Betts? That, <laughs> like, that's like, what I what can't get my head around. You, so, what player are you waiting for that is going to be better than him? It's Again, I, I, and this is what I talked about last, last week, is you're, let's say, dedicating $35 million is the value you're going to get from someone you're paying $35 million better than what you could get for a guy a twenty and fifteen. Now the problem, I mean, I'm the problem here is the Red Sox have have shown time and time again they're uh, to make poor free agency decisions and yeah. and contract extensions. I mean, very few um, have seen it to work out. Um, they usually seem to get value from uh, you know from, homegrown guys. Like from well, guys. yeah, I guess That's, our farm system has long been the uh, you know kind of the the pinnacle of our organization. And now this is and a team with one of the bottom three yeah. farm systems yeah, no, that just, you know, wanted to add some more names into it. I so. mean, the question is for, and maybe you I'm guys... just still, sorry to no, cut no, you no, off. No, no. I'm just still shocked that um, the, the $27 million, uh contract, not every team uh, wanted to take that on. So so I understand why that would make it difficult for a lot of teams to put themselves in, in these trade talks. But I'm just shocked um, that this is the best value that, you know, one MLB ready player and two prospects and giving up fifteen fifty million dollars in cash um was the was the best offer um on the table that the other teams wouldn't want to get involved and you know I almost feel like the value would have been better at the trademark uh trade deadline uh so, sometime around then. So and I'm sure it's extra bitter if that, I, that it's the Dodgers. If I, if I could yeah, just say... It's not making it any better. Yeah, if I could just say one thing. Sure. I guess the question that, that I have is, when are the Red Sox going to be, A, good again, and B... This year. This year? We'll compete. We always, we're going to find a way to compete. We'll either finish last in the division or we'll compete. That's how <laughs> okay. it works. You sound confident That's in your assessment. That's literally how it works. Um, no, Brad, I don't... Brad, I, I, Brad I, I, has I, covered... All of the bases. No, no. I, I think realistically, <laughs> this year is is going to be a down year, especially given the fact that we like we we have an inter manager and you know all, all these things kind of piled yeah. up on the Red Sox. So th- I mean, I would be shocked if we have a you know. So and then playoffs. and then again, I just I just go back to the fact that if if you're saving for someone, they who are you looking for? That's, well, there, I know, that's, there are like a lot ben of guys. Said, they're in, doing the, they're doing a Nats type thing potentially where they you know they get a lot of good guys but no great guys. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, the, the Red Sox also do have um, you know players, Brad, 
Bradley, DeVere's, uh, Benintendi, yeah, who, who may who be just, eligible just for extensions. To, just signed to a two-year, $20 million contract. Right, so that gives them the flexibility to do more things like that. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts on the trade? I mean, I, I think we're... My last we've thoughts are that, that uh, the Dodgers are going to get, uh, what's his name, Clevenger at the trade deadline. Mike Clevenger. <laughs> and then I'm going to be a very, very happy man. It is, until they lose it is in, in the World I, Series. One of the, the things that is interesting is... Uh, do you, do you know how many of the Dodgers starters are lefties? Uh, now with the addition of Price, it's, well, it's looking four like four. Of them, yeah. Four, yeah. Wait, okay. So you have Kershaw, Wood, Price, um, Price, Urias. I yeah, um, I mean Urias was what I thought would be the fifth guy. Yeah, yeah. And Bueller's a righty. Yeah, and Bueller's a righty. So then, potentially four starting pitchers. That's lefties <laughs> is interesting. However, yeah. four really good starting I'm, pitchers. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, and of course, of course, I this think is, the Red this Sox is the, other than Sale would take anyone. And this is the year that I think May, pneumonia and all. May, what? pneumonia and all. <laughs> uh, May, Dustin May is supposed to step up, and he's a like yeah. We'll a, see what happens with May. Ready. See and with same with Gonsolin. Uh, Gonsolin, who's also so, ready. So yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of depth on that team. I, I think it's, it's pretty clear. Yeah, we're gonna take a break to do a PSA right now, and when we return, we're gonna talk about the rule changes that MLB implemented for the 2020 and season. The much anticipated Merrill minute. Um. That's going to come later uh, in the one hour plus mark when nah, the show is true. over. That, that is not true. All right. Start a startup with other startups at Startup Shell. Get started at startupshell.org. Neuropsychiatric disorders are one of the leading causes of disability in young people around the world, and Terps are no exception. One out of three Terps will feel depressed at one point during the semester. You are not alone if you are feeling down. Here at Maryland, you can talk it out with fellow students who are going through the same problems in group therapy sessions or even have a one-on-one -on -one therapy session with one of our many experienced therapists. The Campus Mental Health Center is open from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. If you or someone you know needs help, come visit the health center and be a healthier turf. All right, and we are back on WMUC-FM. College Park. This is the injury report. Yeah. In case you got lost. But, but before we start, I just want to. I just want to say I have no ill will to the New England region. In fact, they. So. they I actually they gave do. Me, they gave me a huge gift. So thank you very much. I should be a more. I should be a more gracious host of one of the best players to ever come hey, out of your region. Take care. Oh, sorry. Didn't want to like rub it in too much. Yeah, we I, will I really, see really how this pans out. Stay, stay classy. Yeah, stay classy, <laughs> San Diego. And in LA, yeah, similar. Um, um, so, what do you want to do? You want to do the Maryland minute? Oh boy, yeah, I'll do it quickly. Then we can. We'll take <sighs> a break. We, we right. may now not have quickly, the the votes necessary, the two thirds majority, <laughs> to to override the Maryland. Yeah, I will the, need, the people. I will need your the people will. The people will come after us. All right, are you saying a timer for me this time, or are we just gonna yeah, go for free float? It. Okay, you do that. I'll do the timer. No. <laughs> Go for it. All right, ready? Here we go. You're on the clock. So, Maryland, so we'll start with some women's basketball. Women's basketball this week um, played, where is it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now my screen is the wrong screen. Give me a minute. Okay, here we go. Played Rutgers. I want to get the scores with people. Uh, easy win against Rutgers. Once again, moving up. Now they are ranked 10th in um, uh, the big in the NCAA. So that, that's a big move for them. Lacrosse also started this week, or actually two weeks ago. The men have now played two games, played one. Uh, men had a huge comeback, one in, in double overtime after scoring five goals in the fourth quarter. So huge shout-out to men's last for that. Women's lacrosse, uh, continuing the wagon run that they were on last year, absolutely demolished um, George Mason over the weekend. No surprise there. I'd expect them to, to be the number one seed for basically the entire season, barring uh, a material change, as they say. And uh, unfortunately, a really tough blow for gymnastics. I know you've all been following the gymnastics coverage I've been giving you. Uh, our best... Bars performer uh, broke her wrist in practice in a Mark Turgeon-esque accident, um, falling off of the bars and uh, uh, breaking her wrist. So that that's really a tough loss. I'm, I'm sure that her presence really felt. And Thank you. And that's note, our final time. Note, no, no, softball on a final note. Uh, no, new, the new final so notes have been. New new softball coach Mark McGuire uh, got his first program win. Wait, and Mark McGuire's moment. coaching here? I mean, uh, it's something. It's uh, Matt McGuire or something like that. Not okay. Mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt. that was very informational. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much, Brad. I appreciate it. Um, I'm sure Whew, there was. was the, I think I heard booing somewhere. I don't know <laughs> I where that. I think it's from. outside the studio. It must may be, have been. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Um, which Brad was a move. That effect. <laughs> but that oh, was a move. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's do a little, little more. This, this was a very interesting week. Um, 
pitchers and catchers reporting soon. Or did they already report? They, they reported. Already, well, they just reported. Um, so this is kind of when baseball starts to it, it starts to feel real. Where um, we're without football, but not entirely. We're going to talk about the baseball XFL does a not bit. feel real until September. Um, <laughs> it does, I'm just being what? honest. Well, you'll have, a, you'll have a nice spot on your couch at home to. <laughs> I will. To hang out with. Uh, uh, fine with me. If you saying that you're you uh, you feel like it's baseball season right now, that you're wrong. No, I, but I'm I, starting I, to feel. Well, I, so there right. there's a lot with with the. I guess it's different for you because the Nats just won, but it's that's you're in the minority. So it's the, different for me too because we made like a really big trade. Oh, uh, yeah, um, enough for this really good. This player. is getting out of hand. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So continue. Some some other news that came out of the MLB this week: the rule changes for the 2020 season have been. Um, they were confirmed a while ago, but announced uh, officially. So the rosters increased to uh, 26 through through August 31st, plus the postseason. Um, you can have 13 pitchers and 28 uh, man rosters in September. That um, that uh, best player in AAA is just like, yes, thank God. Maybe. Um, and then the <laughs> literally the other uh, the other big rule change is the. Pitchers. So pitchers now have a three batter minimum, or will have to pitch the uh, completion of a half inning. I'm this, very interested to see how this. Um, I think this rule was basically targeted at like essentially lefty specialists who people would bring in for for one batter. Um, so kind of what uh, what the Dodgers did against Juan Soto um, in the NLDS. Um, it's like a combination of a. It's yeah. it's basically a pace of play thing because they don't it's want exactly pitching changes. Um, I'm a little annoyed by I don't this like rule, it at all. honestly. I well, for one, if you're a lefty specialist, that yeah. really, really tough break. Um, you got to get a better union. Um, but yeah, two, I think it's it's part of the strategy. It's part of the game. If you're going to carry a guy on your roster, especially in the postseason, um, that's designed to get one guy out, and that's how you want to utilize your spot. So be it. Yeah, that that's where I think the biggest difference will be felt is really in the postseason. I mean, you can you can afford to bring in a guy in the regular season who doesn't have the greatest day and maybe has to stand for three batters, ends up giving up two home runs, and you lose the game. But there will absolutely be postseason games and decided by this, where managers bring in a guy who would normally just be in for one batter, maybe gets that first batter out, and then you know gives up a double and a home run, and you know in a, in a playoff game that can easily be the difference. And I think that that is really where the effect of this will be felt. And I'm really not a fan. I think that it, it gets rid of a, a big part of strategy in the game. And any thoughts? Um, it's it's going to be the you know the idea here is trying to speed up the pace of play with with all these um, trips to the mound and um, guys running in from the bullpen. But I'm fine with them limiting mound trips like that. And I have no problem with that. Or just say okay, instead of getting eight warm up pitches, you have to be warmed up in the bullpen, and you get three warm up pitches. Like that's okay. I in, I'm all for pace of play and like enhancements and making right. it faster. But I so that's don't that's one business. thing they did to try to increase the, the pace of play. They also have reduced the challenge time from thirty seconds to twenty seconds. So that's the amount of time managers. Hey, that's will another have. ad. That's another ad. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, look, I. I think the problems with with baseball are a lot bigger than um, than the pace of play, and I think that's a good segue into um, the MLB's potential expanded playoff um, format, which they uh, Manfred announced this past weekend that that uh, the league was mulling. Um, so so let's let's give a recap of of what that um, format would look like. Oh. So. They are considering expanding the number of playoff teams, having a live playoff selection TV show in which the teams uh, can select their, the higher seeded teams can select their opponents on the last day of the regular season. Um, so increasing the number of teams from five to seven. Um, the team with the best record would get a bye for this wild card round. The wild card round would be, uh, it would be a three game um, series where the home team where the team with the better record hosts three games. To me, this is just ludicrous. It just shows how out of touch baseball is with um, finding solutions to their problems. Um, I think it's can, a horrible idea. Can I be? A little, I'm going to be a little contrarian. Go I kind of like it. Okay. I think it's kind of fun. Your opinion is wrong. In <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to side with Ben. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it brings in like a whole nother strategy. I mean, one totally entertaining show to watch. Um, 
I num- don't think it, number number number. Okay, no, do if, you like watching like the NBA All Star like? Draft? I actually it's, do. It's fine, sure. <laughs> it's like, it's a, it, listen, it's thirty not, minutes. It's like, like the end right, of the there, world. There's but I no think other would, basketball game when I, I watch it. I think that there would be like a ton of. I mean, obviously, a ton of strategy would go into it. Not only about who you want to play, but who you want others to play. I think it could be it could be like a new dynamic that no other league has tried out. There's a reason I mean, for that. However, however, I do agree, Ben, with your point that the um, you know the issue. No, this is not going to solve the MLB's issues with like the younger demographic. I think um, Molly Knight made the point on uh, on Twitter today. She was like, "If you want to solve the issues with the younger demographic, uh, end the blackouts." And 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 the blackouts where you can't watch your your home team um, because of some cable dispute. I know as a Dodger fan that's super frustrating, and the only reason I can watch my team is because I live here in Maryland. Um, that it's crazy. The fact so, you know, if if you want to get more people engaged with the MLB, make sure that tickets are affordable and make sure that people can watch their favorite teams. That doesn't seem like you know. And cancel. Maybe across. that's the, maybe that's like the third rail of uh, of the MLB offices that you can't really touch, and and so therefore they're trying to find literally any other solution to this issue. But it seems like it's staring them in their face. So I yeah I am not a fan of this proposal. I think one of the things that uh, makes baseball great is the fact that not that half the league doesn't make the playoffs right now. Um, I think if they were to, I will, I will say. Can I just say to clarify my point before before you continue is that. I, I don't like expanding the playoff. I just like the picking who you're going to draft. Play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that no, that, that would be interesting, um, seeing how teams evaluate, you know, who's injured, who's hot, who's not. So, you know, maybe maybe that would be a good incentive. Um, but I think this, this does a lot of negative things for the sport. It essentially incentivizes um, being just above mediocre and, you know, these teams yeah. that are going to lose in these wild card um, rounds you know, that the owners can go back and then pitch to their, you know, we made the playoffs two of the past three seasons in, you know, in a sport where they really shouldn't be. Um, they Other owners can say we're close to being in the postseason and we'll st- probably start to see then. A.K.A. Uh, we're close to being 500. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. basically yes. being close. So I'm not a fan of incentivizing mediocrity. I think this also will do... Um, it'll change fundamentally change the trade deadline um, where teams, you know, considerable number of teams would now be in the hunt, um, less likely to want to touch their roster. And it it would be, make it, make it more difficult to, uh, to change their roster because so many teams, um, if there was a 14 team postseason, would, um, you know, you'd probably have two thirds of the league basically that, um, had a chance to get in the postseason. I think think division games are also playing more baseball wouldn't mean as much. If you know, if you don't, there's such an emphasis on winning your division right now to get one of those top few spots in the playoffs and get home field and not have to play in the wild card game. And I think you just totally lose all that sort of competition that that exists there as well. I, I mean, I mean, listen, I, I like I said, I'm not a, a fan of expanding the playoff. However, I, I just if I were to play devil's advocate, I mean, one one of the things about baseball is that it's an extremely long season, and they always say that you know you can't you can't win. Uh, you can't get to the playoffs in like March or April, but you can certainly be out of the playoffs by that right. time. So, I mean, if your if your teams in in uh, in those cities, I mean, uh, uh, we're coming, you know, we're fans of teams that have generally been competing over the last I don't know, like five to ten years. Obviously, teams have um, up or down years here or there, but generally, the Nats, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers are all in the hunt or at least competitive. Sure. I mean, if you're from one of these teams that is consistently terrible. I mean, their ticket uh, people aren't going to the games, and you basically tune out after you know a month or two. So I think this is the MLB's way of trying to get you know more teams, you know more more people across you know across the country involved, so that at least you know there is a, a you know a, a realistic chance that you could make the postseason. And I mean, one of the things about baseball is, and the Nats proved it this year, is that once you get there, anything could happen. So. That, that's yep. my devil's advocate position for, I'm, for what all, I'm sure. All, all for it. All right. I think we should move on to oh, baseball. You said you weren't for it. Oh, I convinced him. Ah. What? You said you're all for it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I'm all for moving on. I, Sorry. I, I, I was actually paying no attention because I was looking <laughs> at my computer. I am. Uh, <laughs> I think that I think that is a credit to my yeah, you debate su- skills. You subconsciously, I, 
that you got me sneaky. Decision. All right. Well done, well <laughs> so done. let's let's talk some XFL it. football. Yes, XFL. Um, the XFL Very debuted exciting. this past week with our uh, been a lifelong fan, our DC defenders. Huge, huge, DC. huge Life. DC defenders. We are department. if we are nothing else on this podcast, we are a DC defenders podcast. I'd like to make that <laughs> just extremely, extremely clear for the listeners. Don't come at us with any like many DC New York defenders. Guardian. You know, <laughs> our, our none rivals. of that. Yeah, like many DC Defenders fans, uh, we have no way of getting gear. None. Because it's right, sold out. Right, they're sold out. We, I, so we could start there. What do we think? I think a lot of these uniforms and the gear they're putting out, I, I think, was, was, was good. It, it kind of was in between the, um, you know, maybe cartoonish jerseys that, that were in the old XFL, and it's maybe not the same professional level of, of uh, NFL teams, Definitely not. I think it was somewhere in the middle where they were fun yet um, appealing. But what I really want to talk about is is the games. I know um, Brad and I had the chance to, to watch parts of them. Um, obviously, the entire DC Defenders game. Of course. Of course. But, um, Anthony, did you watch any of the, any of the games? Um, yeah, I did not. I saw the highlights of the DC Defenders game, and then I think I saw the uh, New York yeah, we watched game. a little bit of that, and then the St. Louis game too. Yeah, we watched exactly. A yeah, so um, saw saw a little bit of it. I I was generally impressed yeah. with, and I think most fans, uh, the reception was pretty good. Yeah, I think if you compare this to last year's A AAF AF, yep. AAF, I think that this was is a a better product. One, you can kind of relate to some of the guys in the field. There are names of college players and some ex NFL players who you've heard of, and two, I think that they've just marketed themselves much more. They, they, they tried to appeal to a, a different audience in the AF, AAF. AAF was really trying to be, we're going to be like the NFL, just everything's going to be the same, we'll have the same rules, we're going to just be like straight up football. Whereas the XFL is trying to be a little edgy. There's a couple new rules I actually kind of like, the kickoffs. While I don't necessarily know if I want to see them in the NFL, it's, it's fun. The go for one, two, or three is fun. It's, it's something yeah. different. It's something to kind of keep you engaged, which I already liked. And I mean, it clearly works. If you look at like the, the revenue numbers, um, the XFL made more money in ticket sales and merchandise uh, in the first week of the season than the AAF did the entire season. So, you know, they're clearly doing something right. Yeah, I, well, one, if we could just, um, if I could put go back to the jerseys, I, I actually thought that the, the jerseys reminded me of, like, when you make a fake team in Madden. Um, <laughs> and, like, the, the expansion team. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, yeah like that. that the was, Birmingham you can, you can pick from like yeah. A, yeah, you can pick from a, a yeah, bunch of, like, okay, emojis. That, like, like yeah. th- that was the, the one London thing I was, lines, I was like, yeah. it, it, it kind of looked a little goofy to me. But I, all in all, I was, I was very impressed with like the, the product. And I think the, the key difference between this and the AAF is, is the two years. I mean, the, the XFL was announced two years ago. Yeah, and they um, took their time. Yeah, they, t- they took their time. They really thought it out. Like Brad said, they got, um, you know, legitimate players, and they also got legitimate coaches, which yeah. I think is is critical to. Well, that. Mark Trustman is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I would love to see a league. One of the, uh, and Mark not, Church, not to go. not to find a way to <laughs> to bash the NCAA in every single podcast that we do, but I would love to see a legitimate alternative for. You know, kids coming out of high school that want to go to the NFL so that you don't have to go to sh- right right into college. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine weeks. if one of the best kids in the country decided he was like, hey, listen, I'm, you know, these, these XFL guys, a lot of them were stars in college. I'm going to go straight there, get, get paid, paid, and then go to the NFL. I think that, I mean. It'll, it'll be interesting to, to see if that happens. I mean, the jump. The jump from professional football, high school football to professional football, I think. But this game didn't strike me as like being dramatically different than a college game. No, I mean, I think it looked like a, some middle tier college football. I mean, I now of course, I think if it's like the there's always this like debate every year where like when Alabama was in like dominating, they're like, oh, would Alabama beat the yeah. Browns? And it's like, no, the Browns would absolutely crush Alabama. I think like an XFL team would crush any college team. Absolutely, and I'm I'm excited to see if they. I think that is a good point. Seeing if if college. Uh, football players would see this as a viable or alternative. We're seeing that with college basketball players, where they're going to play in uh, some Europe. of the foreign leagues, um, Europe, Australia, etc., um, instead of going to play collegiate basketball. I think it's it, it'll be interesting to see if they can get some bigger names. You know, people have said, you know, what if Tebow were to play or Johnny Manziel? Um, I'm not sure that financially that makes sense for for these Tebow's teams. Tebow's on his way they, to the majors. They should play, yeah, Tebow's going to be playing Manziel professional baseball. Literally whatever. They could give him a billion dollars and it'd be worth it. 
Um, yeah, Brady's Brady's talents may be better yeah, suited for know. for the XFL. Um, we're going to talk about him to to close the show, the, but the one the one final thought I have on the XFL, my absolute favorite part of the XFL, and this is something the NFL needs to do tomorrow, is let us hear the communication oh, between yes. the refs and the guys in the replay booth. That was I great. mean, I would. There is no amount of money that fans would not pay. Like the Saints fans, no would amount pay of would, money and, that fans would, would not, not pay. pay. Yes. Meaning they would pay any amount of money. Okay, okay. I mean, think we, about it. It's we right. know why the NFL can't do this. Of course, they know why. Because if you yeah, they have heard, no idea what the if you heard what was going on, what doing. everyone would be appalled. But that's what I'm. But they'd, it, it would force them to get their act together. And I just I uh, love that. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> could, could, could you ma- could you imagine if I was, as a Cowboys fan if I had heard them the de- talking the about Des Bryant the, the de- I would have lost my mind. I mean, I, I have gone Every fan nuts. base has would have a couple more. I mean, Patriots oh, more right. than others, like, obviously. Mm, I but, don't know. But, I guess whatever. <laughs> I think I think we would find out that a uh, a lot of them are are what we saw, you know, this this past weekend, which is uh, it's close. We got and, call stands. I mean, listen, it, it, it would be but better than like Dean Bland, Dean Bland, Dean Bland, Dean Bland, Dean Bland. They hired him. New XFL head of officiating. Head of officiating. And him just like guessing what the hell they're talking about. So. Oh I mean, God. yeah, it would be an improvement. Um, so yeah, I, I like that a lot. I like the the play co- the play clock, um, twenty five seconds yeah, to, kinda, to move it's, the it's pace of play and the the comeback period for the that's you know, actually cool for the for the last two minutes. Could I say one thing that I didn't like? Sure, you the, may. The interviewing of people during the game I thought was weird. I thought I, thought I was gonna. Li- cool. I thought I was gonna like it, but then it was too much. It, Clearly, it, the it, coaches it, were just really pissed off. People, that oh, people yeah. were interviewing them in the middle of the. I game. mean, you see how much coaches. Professional and collegiate coaches resent having to do halftime oh, interviews, yeah. and you know, Saban looks like. And then he's there was gonna... the one. There was the one player they were trying to interview after like a touchdown. He had to run and, on the field. And he was like, "I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I think the concept is cool. I just the players don't. Yeah, have maybe maybe it'll be go better interview in like the two. third string QB. I'll, you know. Yeah, maybe in week. I, listen, it's like the first week. Maybe yeah, they'll figure out how to how to make it a but little I, more. We I, saw uh, that. Classy. I mean, we saw that a little bit in the the more accessible like. You know, it's been a trend to, to mic players up Monday night. Football does that pretty prominently. Seeing and, ghosts. Yeah, Sam Darnold sees ghosts. <laughs> um, but I I think there are some things that maybe the, the NFL could take away, and it'll be interesting to see if, um, you know, the XFL becomes a, a minor league of sorts for um, for the not. NFL. I want Goodell yeah. to stay as far away as possible. Well, I, I mean, not offic- it won't officially be, but I think that's the goal of, of, of this league is – um, you know, to get players who, who may have fallen out of favor in the NFL or, or never gotten get, never gotten a shot, um, a chance to play in, in the big leagues. So, speaking of the big leagues, um, some interesting quarterback news these past couple of weeks. Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers will officially be free agents. Um, the Chargers announced that they have no plans to, to bring Rivers back, so he will hit the open market um, see where he potentially winds up Brady will also hit the open market there was some um you know there's there's speculation that um he is going to seriously consider offers from other teams some people do not um think he's going to leave New England Brad um what what percent sure are you that Brady will be um wearing the cheetah uh, New England red white and blue next season I I would say 98 percent sure I, I mean, that's. I don't think it's that high I, for me. I, I'm not high. I I just that was that <laughs> probably sounded really bad. Um, no, I I really I would be. Was abso- eating a poppy seed bagel. Or- I would be absolutely stunned if if he leaves New England. I think that there you know there he there was all this speculation about him buying houses in Vegas and have enrolling his kids in school in L. A. and it's all of it's the Bellagio. Out, all of it's turned out to be false. And you know even just earlier today he's commenting on posts with Edelman saying you know. Come out here to Boston. Let's practice. Edelman's out in California right now. So I mean, he getting clearly arrested. What? Yeah, getting yeah, getting arrested. Yeah. I don't think he's been arrested. No, you're thinking. Of, you're thinking of Antonio Brown. No, no. Yeah, Edelman. Yeah, Edelman got arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Allegedly. It's, but allegedly. It's, allegedly. I mean, listen, it's no, a common trait. Allegedly. It's a common trait of Patriot players. But allegedly. right, cheating, you mean getting allegedly. arrested, breaking the you law. You have the report in front of you. Um, no. Allegedly. <laughs> well, okay. no, but I, I'll show I, you the mugshot later. I think that um, I think he'll be back, and I think that I mean the Patriots can still sign him before their free agent period. It looks like Brady wants to at least test the waters, but Kraft has come out and said he wants he'll give him thirty million dollars, which is what he wants. And at this point, kind of the missing piece, if you will, is Belichick one hundred percent committing to spend more money on offensive weapons, which I think is a no brainer. And I th- I think that is what he I think that means more. I mean this this guy's wife is 
you know, incredibly rich and has made significant. He's made significant amount of money in his in his playing career. Um, I don't think it's about the the money for him. Um, I think it's more about making a point, proving his value, and um, him going to a team where um, he feels that his last couple of years can be, you know, they can get the most out of it. So yeah, I think he is. He's taking a step back. He wants to see how Patriots free agency plays out otherwise. Um, I think it's totally fair. I just, to me, he has everything to lose and nothing to gain by leaving. I mean, what happens if he goes to, let's say, Las Vegas or or the Chargers, wherever, um, and he plays like he does this year, this past year, which was mediocre, um, and... You know that that'll get all these questions going. You know, was was he a system quarterback? No. Um, grant, granted, you know he's 42 years old, so it, it's not really fair to evaluate a 42 year old Brady versus you know the 30 year old version of himself, um, where he was a significantly better quarterback. But he won the MVP two years ago. But I mean, yeah, but Allegedly. and also also a counterpoint okay. to that. I mean, one of the things that Brady, I mean, Brady prides himself in his competitiveness, and. If you're an athlete, right, and you're still playing the game, I I cannot imagine that. Obviously, there is a lot to lose, and and he knows that people will think about him that way. But it's also a safe, you know. Brady has not been necessarily known. Yeah, you know, he prides himself and thinks he is the best quarterback to ever play the game. Cause, so because he you, is the best. No, so if you, if you really believe that, then theoretically, you go into another team should be an opportunity for you to prove that. Now, however, I think that the, the places that have been float like Miami, I thought that was nuts. The team is clearly, no, would, is clearly mm-hmm. not ready. I, even the Raiders, I don't think, are ready to have like a, a team that not is basically ready to drop in a QB. The one team that I had heard, which is not going to happen, Cowboys. Is, the, is the Cowboys. Yeah, they could really use the quarterback. Like, I heard you. I heard your conspiracy. Yeah, this, theories, there's this, like uh, these. I call them the Instagram conspiracy theories. These uh-huh. like cowboy fan accounts that have way too much time on their hands. It's like, okay, if we one uh, of them is A Valdez. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we uh, if we trade Dak for two first round picks, then we could get Brady for thirty million a year and then draft a quarterback. That, it's not. It's not yeah, going to happen. So. I, I I would be stuck. Well, I will say the Hulu ad. People don't. Me, people don't build build teams with the quarterback as like the last. Well, piece. this this I think is maybe the Colts, maybe because of the Andrew Luck situation. Yeah, maybe that's a destination. This is the question I I wanted to ask both of you. Um, is Brady the best option for the Patriots for the twenty twenty season? Yes, unequivocally, yes. If, I don't if, think it's, unless you unless you, tra- Rivers? Unless you yeah, trade and, up to get a QB then then yeah. Well, let's just throw out some names. Is he better than Philip Rivers? Yes. I'd say yes. Um, James Winston is yes. a free agent, fresh off LASIK surgery. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see <laughs> wait, that. I did wait, see actually? That. Yeah, yeah, he just he just got LASIK. So, oh, James um, Winston he, is gone. I'm projecting him to decrease his interceptions total by let's say 10%, so James go Winston from 30 def- to 27. Defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thirty for thirty, Jameis Winston. Defenses against, scored more points against him than like the, the, than his team scored well, like the first quarter. Here's of the a name year. I'll throw out for you: Cam Newton. Oh, interesting. I think I fully. I mean, it's just. I, 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 is he like in a vacuum today? Might he be a more athletic quarterback than Brady? Absolutely. Well, certainly but more what, athletic. Who would I rather have on my team leading leading my team? I'd rather have Tom Brady. I, I mean, I don't think that I mean, you can I absolutely argue that, opinion. and I think there's a, a very good case that that's that's the truth. He knows Belichick, he knows the offense. Um, I mean, McDaniel's does, have a great relationship. They do, yeah. I, I'm not Ryan? sure he kisses him. Ryan? Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. Yeah, Fitzmagic. I mean, he torched them. He, he did. Um, yeah. So I don't know. If you can't be, if you can't beat him, join him. Exactly. Yeah. Or do we just do we give Stidham the reins and uh, let him be the quarterback <laughs> of the future? That's absolutely not the answer. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, listen. It's like it's a it's it's an interesting scenario. I I think I I concur with you, Brad. That um, that it, it seems in all likelihood that he's back in New Much England. Much appreciated. The one, can, sorry, before before we wrap no, up the show, um, I've heard a lot of obviously that the the Chargers are moving on from Philip Rivers. Well, what like what are they going to do? Are they planning to draft a quarterback? Yeah, I think that is okay. the plan. All right, gotcha. Well, that was a quick and easy discussion. What they don't even have that great of a pick though. Are they trying yeah. to move up? Uh, they have. I think they're. I mean, I guess if you're 14, like if you're 12, like a big 15. fan of like Justin Herbert or something like that, and you like this yeah, maybe insane. maybe they'll trade up. Um, this is considered to be a a questionable I mean, like quarterback Trump, class. You have from yeah, Herbert there's there's and, a lot of guys. I mean, we'll see. Tua could Tua. could be on their radar. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's our show for yeah. today. 
Thank you guys uh, for listening. Anthony, glad glad to have you back. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I mean, I haven't even listened to it yet, but it's it's pretty obvious how much it, the show improved. It, it yeah, felt sure. better. Yeah. Um, Brad, thank you for your your Maryland minute. Uh, we already got email about it. Did we? <laughs> yep. Was or the hate mail? Please stop sending your hate mail to us. Ha ha ha. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. And if you want to reach us, you can call Brad at seven. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Good night. This is WMUC FM College Sports.